That is what we're going for. That's what we're going for in our world. One day, we're all together. Our children play together. There are no boundaries. Do you know, we actually, how many of you are old enough to remember a geography class and the borders, like in Africa and all the countries? And, you know, our children are not growing up with that idea of borders. They've all changed anyway since we were kids. But our, our kids are not growing up with that. They're growing up with the idea of one world. I was in the car the other day and um, Nolan was listening to Michael Franti's One People. And he said, will you put that on my playlist? <laughs> Because the concept of One People, and if you don't know that song, it goes on and it, it's naming all these countries in the world as part of One World, One People. And that's what Nolan at five is growing up with, that idea that it's one world. He's been to Africa already. He thinks that's a normal thing to do, that you can travel the world. We are at a time in our world where it is not working the way it is. So this weekend, we are celebrating Independence Day in the United States. And what is Independence Day besides a, a day to, you know, wave flags and eat hot dogs and if you do that. Um, it's, it's a day to celebrate the idea that revolution is possible, that things can get turned upside down and be different than the way that they have been. Revolution doesn't have to be something that involves guns and killing, but something will be killed. The idea that we are separate has to be killed. We, in the American Revolution, conditions had got to the point where at least some people were discontent enough that they wouldn't put up with it any longer. It was conditions of lack, conditions of not feeling like they personally had authority and were being listened to. Those were their conditions. And it led to them being committed enough that they fought for many long years and they fought in amazing conditions where they were not being paid, where they had very little food, where they didn't even have shoes on their feet. And still they persevered because they believed in the concept of being free and having authority. And we need to find that kind of grit to fight for what is important to us. We need a revolution. And the word revolution, we associate it with the revolutions that we've learned about in history that are so bloody. But what it means is, look at the word. It's like revolve. You turn. In Greek, it's metanoia, a turning. We need to turn in a different direction to see the world differently. When President Kennedy talked about going to the moon. That concept of a moonshot was crazy. We weren't anywhere near 
able to do something like that when he put that out there. But because he put that vision out and because it was so big and it was so exciting, people rallied and they found the technology and the world changed because of that. We are being called to revolution. When in the gospel there's a story about how this young man comes to Jesus and he said, you know, I've done everything that I have been taught, loving my neighbor, loving God, reading the scriptures, doing all this stuff. What, what is it I still need to do to have everything that is promised? And Jesus looked at him and he loved him. He saw the sincerity, he saw the desire, he saw the possibility. And he said, there's just one thing. Leave everything behind, give it away. Come follow me. And the young man was sad and he walked away because he couldn't do that. We are being asked the same thing. It isn't so much you have to give away all your stuff, although sometimes that is what's being called for. Joanne talked about how she just moved here from the East Coast, gave away all kinds of stuff, sold her house, came out here knowing that this is the right thing. I know John and Loma are in the process of downsizing to a silver streak um, thing as soon as they get it fixed up and letting go of all their stuff. I know there are other people in here who have left behind. Mariana and Bernie just moved here from Southern California. A lot of you have moved here from other places. Your life gets upended when you do something like that. And we are being called to leave behind sometimes our stuff. But more important than our stuff is the metaphysical interpretation of it. What is it that we're holding on to? What are the ideas that we're holding on to? When Robin was talking about how we don't necessarily believe that we can receive our good, that is an idea. The idea that we're kind of stuck, this is the way it is. The metaphysical king, the ruler in our thoughts is still gonna tax us. We're not gonna have freedom. But that's because we have given that king and our thoughts authority. We have a choice. When I was at the Unity Conference, I was introduced to a program that really I found very exciting. It's a man, um, Sharif Abdullah is his name, and he's from Portland. And he's created this program. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, it's an amazing program from Shadows to Light. So he talks about how the world that we live in is not working. It's not working for many. And it's because of four shadows that, and I think that where we get into trouble is we get politicized and we say, oh, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican or I'm an independent or whatever we call ourselves. And we, we get stuck with arguing about what is the political solution and we can never seem to agree. 
Certainly the rulers in the House of Representatives and the Senate can never seem to agree. But what we can agree on is that the shadows are not working for anybody. And what are the shadows? As I was looking at them, I, I always like if I can come up with an acronym because it helps me remember lists. Um, and I realize, okay, the acronym for this is the beginning of the word Voldemort, for those of you who are Harry Potter fans. Um, V-O-L-D, for those of you who are not, you'll have to just remember those words, uh, letters. <clears throat> but the V stands for violence. Is there anybody here who is a fan of violence and thinks we need more? Of course not. Violence hurts everyone, and there's way too much of it. Whether we're talking about physical violence like shooting and bombing, or we're talking about emotional violence like bullying, violence is a shadow. It's like Mordor. It's everywhere and it's not working. The O stands for other. The idea that someone is other than us. And so we have sexism, we have racism, we have homophobia. We have geographical areas, whether it's the Hatfields and the McCoys or, or whatever it is. We get ourselves divided and we set up borders around our hearts and our minds, and we think that those people over there, those liberals, those conservatives, those other, yeah, snowflakes. those snowflakes, <laughs> there, is, there is separation. And we know, we know in unity, it's one of our core teachings, that separation is not real but it's a shadow over our society. The L stands for lack. And lack expresses as extreme poverty for many people. It expresses as just not enough. Like I don't have enough to make it to payday. It also expresses as greed and hoarding. When you read about the, the billionaires who think they don't have enough and want more, that's an expression of lack. Lack is infiltrated through our whole society. And it also shows up as emotional lack. The idea that I'm not good enough. I don't have enough of whatever I think it takes. Or you're not good enough. That idea has infiltrated our entire society. It's a shadow. And the D stands for despair. How many people in this room, show of hands, know someone who has committed suicide because of despair? Even if you don't know someone personally, you're aware that it's a huge problem in our world. It's a huge problem. Somebody was telling me the other day 
about down in LA, or San Diego, I think she was, she had been down there and she was talking to friends and they can't find enough counselors in San Diego to deal with all the teenagers who need counseling because they are in such a state of profound despair. That's just one city in our world. That's just one set of circumstances leading to despair. But you can bet, think about any country in the world, there are circumstances there that are creating despair. We need to have a revolution. This is not okay. And this is something we can all agree on. Nobody believes that any of these shadows are a good thing and we should have more of them. Nobody believes that. So what we need is the antidote to darkness is always light, right? What are the lights that we need to bring in? The light that's an antidote to violence is security. Security, safety. Everybody, every child needs to grow up knowing that he or she is safe. Physically safe, emotionally safe. We can all agree on that, right? We need safety. If we don't have safety, we can't, it's like the do not pass go. We need to have safety for all of our children. For other, that shadow of other, the antidote is inclusive community where everyone has a voice, where the little Gwens of this world can come running up and grab the microphone <laughs> because they know they are valued, where their talents are going to be cultivated, where our world will be richer, where they grow up and they're not paying attention to what color somebody's skin is as anything different than, oh, you're wearing a pink dress today. Oh, you have brown skin. It's okay. It's not, it's not an important factor. It's just a describer. It doesn't matter if you're old or you're young. You have value. That's the world we want to create, isn't it? The L, <laughs> okay, what's that, lack? <laughs> I was lacking the answer. <laughs> Clearly, I can only get on a roll for so long. <laughs> and then I lack the stamina. No, is that true? No. I just wanted more audience participation. How, how clever I was in getting that. <laughs> so the solution, the antidote for lack, is abundant enoughness. An abundance for everyone. 
And that doesn't mean we need three Rolls Royces in the driveway. One is fine, yes. <laughs> An abundance of whatever it is that we actually need for everyone. I was reading something about food and, and how we have plenty of food in our world to feed everyone. And yet, food is being destroyed every day because it, it isn't being eaten or bought or whatever, and children are starving every day. I don't know if you heard on NPR, it was talking about these children and, and in refugee camps and how they barely had a pulse. They were so hungry. That is not okay. That is not okay. And we need to care enough to do something about it. It's a moral issue. The despair, the antidote to despair is a feeling of meaning, a feeling that there is an answer available, a feeling of abiding peace that is not just cessation of war, but it's something that radiates from us. This is possible. Revolution is possible. Not revolution with guns. Do you, do you remember in Vaclav Havel, in Czechoslovakia, it was called the Velvet Revolution because they never fired a shot but they gained independence. Anything is possible. That's what we teach in unity. If we can create it in our minds, we can create it in physical form. That's why when we do those prayers for our new space, we create it in our mind and we know if we can see it, if we can feel it, if we can show up there in our minds, then it has to show up in the material world. And the means, we'll, we'll figure that part out. Don't get stuck in what they call the cursed house. Right? We, we get stuck in that. We don't know how, and so then we tell ourselves it isn't possible. That's backwards. We have to decide what we want, know it's possible, and then we figure out how. So Sharif Abdullah has created this program, and we have an opportunity to be part of it. He's done it in a little bit in Portland already. I believe in West Lynn and in Portland he has a group going. But there are a select number of groups that signed up through Unity to be part of this. And if we can get 12 people who want to participate in it, we can make it happen here as part of the pilot. In 2018, Unity Worldwide, um, Institute of Noetic Sciences, um, Association of Global New Thought, and other groups, I'm not sure who all else, but those at least are all combining forces with this program. 
So what this program involves, and what if you wanted to be involved you'd be asked to do, is to commit to 12 Wednesdays in a row where you would have some kind of a training to be a facilitator. And then on Sunday mornings, we would have, a t a once a month, there would be some kind of visual meditation where we are um, energetically shifting the focus. In, let's see, what country was it? Um, I don't think it was Burma. It was a country over in Asia he, that he was involved with. And they had been fighting for 30 years nonstop in that country. And he was part of a group that came in using meditation and other forces to shift the consciousness. And nobody thought that that could, you know, it took 30 years. It's going to take at least 30 more years to stop it. Uh-uh. It took three to completely stop the revolution because of these techniques that are more spiritual and energetic in nature. And that's what this involves. I, I'm sorry that I can't be a little bit more specific because they didn't give us all the specifics at the conference. And in a couple of weeks, I'll get more information on that. So I'll, I'll continue to share what it is. But what's exciting about it is that we're talking about, I mean, he was a keynote speaker. And then there was a breakout session. The room in the breakout session was absolutely packed. And then at the end of two hours, he said, well, if you want to keep going, we'll just go over here. And so then everybody crammed into this um, room. And there were at least 30, if not more, Unity churches that wanted to be part of this. So it's going to spread quickly. And what we have to believe is that in doing things like this where we are focusing on changing from shadows to light, we can change our world. We have talked about, you know, the whole age of Aquarius, and it's like, uh, excuse me, as it, haven't that passed? Shouldn't it be here? And as you know, may have noticed, it's not quite yet. But that doesn't mean it can't be. It just means we haven't worked hard enough at focusing. If we will focus, if we will choose, even if it means fighting in our bare feet in the winter, to keep our focus trained on the light and not the shadows, if we will do that, if we will show up on a Wednesday night when it might not be convenient because we want to do the work of changing first our consciousness and then the world, we can change our world. We can rise up to a world that works for everyone. If we could make it to the moon, we can do this. And this is what we are called to do. This is what makes our life worth living. This is what will draw other people. They may not care about a Sunday morning, but you know that they care about changing this world. So, as we get more details, you'll have the opportunity to get other people involved, 
to make the changes that each one of us needs to make in our own life. Because in each one of us, there are the King George thoughts that say, stay small, that say, you can't be free, that say, you can't do these things. But there are also the George Washington thoughts that will lead us and will inspire us and keep us going no matter what, because it is time. This is the moonshot of our generation. We need a world of light, and we are going to create it. We are going to rise up, and we are going to do it. Who's with me?